We are joined in the studio now by uh, Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Martig. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming in today. Much appreciated. You're welcome. You have had a uh, council meeting since we last met, and it was actually last night. It Uh, was. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about, folks. Are we all straight on that? Yes. Okay, let's get to business. (laughs) Uh, We'll start off with uh, ARPA. The American Rescue Plan Act. Uh, there have been there has been money distributed uh, uh, by the uh, you know federal government to uh, a lot of different entities, including Northfield. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. How much uh, ARPA money was discussed last night? And uh, tell us the discussion that you had. Mm-hmm. Sure, Jeff. So this is the second installment, uh, really articulating um, or giving direction on how we wanted the second installment of those ARPA dollars to be spent. Uh, that was a total of a little over a million, almost $1.1 million that the city received uh, to, and needed to be allocated. So there's primarily three areas that there was a focus on, economic vitality, housing, availability, and social services. So you'll see that uh, some ARPA dollars were uh, put towards Hillcrest Housing, our Spring Creek 2 housing, uh, rental assistance and mobile home grant. There was $150,000 put towards that. Um, The technology upgrades at the NCRC, a tourism recovery grant, a CAC request for shoot food shelf. I need new glasses, man. Hello. <laughs> well, you've got a long list. I'm there. just like, oh my goodness. Anybody else have progressives out there? I feel like I'm moving my head yes, as I'm I trying am. to read. <laughs> oh my gosh. So a CAC request for food shelf and housing assistance interpretation. Uh, our HCI, or not our, but a really important position that was created by HCI, uh, the mobile home coordinator. Uh, for assessments and existing conditions and assistance and repairs, really important position. So there are a lot of really important things that were covered uh, with this particular installment of ARPA dollars uh, for social services, that housing and our rental housing, uh, our mobile home park, Hillcrest. So just a lot of really uh, important emphasis there. In addition to that, we also utilize the dollars for our to help fund our portion of a new fire truck uh, for op- well, actually operational cost increases due to uh, yeah major truck repairs and training expenses and a pupper truck replacement. I really need new glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, let's uh, let me ask Ben. Yeah. I'll, we'll let you take off it over. You don't have here. glasses. Can you zoom in on the the mayor had mentioned that in this installment overall, you know, how many uh, bundles of money have you got from ARPA, and how much is yet to come? We've actually received all of it now. So, okay. well, unless, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's like fully, fully completed now. So even those communities that uh, didn't accept the dollars, um, I think those were already worked into the formula. So we, like the mayor said, we, we've got like about 2.2 million total that we'd received the first million we had authorized previously. Um, so this was the fine, this is the final distribution. Um, we are going to have some minor budget amendments um, that we'll come back with just as a cleanup to this, but this in effect gives the direction on it. The other ones that um, kind of getting into the economic response, um, which our heaviest emphasis this time around, I would say, was on the, as the mayor talked about, the social service and housing areas really got the, the, 
the bulk of it. And there was, I was actually at the HRA meeting on a different topic, but they did announce that the closing on Spring Creek that uh, the mayor talked about that is many years in the making and was able to happen because of the city's uh, participation in the financial support through land, through our housing redevelopment authority as part of the city, through uh, cash that the council authorized last night on these ARPA funds, then some housing uh, and redevelopment authority funds were important. But they also are, we're going to get a new community performance stage that will be used for tourism to try and grow our economy. The showmobile is about the end of its useful life. And we can't get it refurbished anymore through the manufacturer because they're like it's too far gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to buy a new one. So we're How we're going to be getting. That? That's uh, I do not know the history quite, on that that's one. It's been around quite a while now. I hadn't yeah. thought too much about it. it. Looks, you know, at first glance, it looks like it's in great shape. But I would imagine uh, after. A couple of decades of usage, uh, it probably has some things that, that you need the manufacturer to fix. Maybe mm-hmm. we can find some volunteers to keep that one and fix it up and get a new one, but I don't know. the. <laughs> I think the, the stage we're looking at is probably going to be more similar to the one that you've seen at the vintage band that they've rented, where it's kind of out in pieces. There'd be an uh, ADA-accessible ramp to it and um, have some lighting as well as... Uh, as um, a uh, new sound system that would be uh, provided with it as well. So hopefully that'll allow us to meet some of our strategic plan goals to add at least one new kind of community event to draw for our for our community members, but also to draw visitors to town. Um, the uh, there is also a uh, thirty thousand dollar tourism recovery grant that would be eligible for um, businesses that host that can host larger events. So think of like the grand. The Grand or the Armory, um, the Ballroom, um, those types of facilities would be eligible. Uh, details to come on that particular one, but some assistance there. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, let's see here. The um, uh, oh yeah, and then the uh, over at the NCRC building, um, a new library, a Kickstart funding campaign, really to help uh, start to build the opportunity for an outreach location for our library on the south end of town for book returns, checkouts, reading programs that we could potentially provide down there at the NCRC building, and then riverfront improvement studies, master planning of river Riverside Lions Park and Seckler Park, which. Um, if we didn't have these dollars, which is really around our econ- some of our economic development strategies on really trying to kickstart our riverfront studies, we'd be using tax dollars uh, locally if, if not for some of these ARPA funds. So I think it was a good mix of a local need and finding an alternative revenue source uh, for, for some of that study. Mayor Powdell and City Administrator Martig are with us. Uh, another thing from the uh, consent agenda that I was going to ask about, and that was uh, NAFERS. There's an additional contribution to 2022 to Northfield Area Fire Rescue. What, uh, what was that about? Yeah, similar to uh, what the council authorized on uh, some of the additional funding. Again, we had... Uh, some cost overruns at the end of this year um, related to major um, repairs to a truck uh, that wasn't planned. The engine basically blew out, and um, we don't really have plentiful reserves available over in the NAFERS. They've been running a very tight ship over there, and so um, I think we've learned from that that we probably need to be setting some dollars aside for unplanned expenses. And then in addition with some of these inflation costs, and then with the transitioning of our fire chief, there's been some increase. Increased training, the investments that the board's authorized, um, 
So they needed a little additional dollars from the partners, Northfield, Dundas, and the rural townships to uh, for a cash flow to help replenish some of those reserve funds. And they were also uh, looking at it in next year's budget. We basically, the council used some of those dollars to fund both of those. So the, so the budget amendment kind of ties with some of the council's funding of the ARPA to help the fire department. The fire department didn't get any funding um, during the CARES Act funding, which was the last major round of funding that we got. You know, so I think it's also appropriate that they didn't request any funding that last time around. So it probably made sense to partner with our emergency management because police were a pretty big benefactor of some of those COVID response assistance. And we know the fire department was certainly impacted by that as well. So we thought it was appropriate to help them out. How, how much uh, money are we talking here? What was the uh, overage? The, the overage that they were specifically looking for for this year was about $80,000 roughly total, okay. not just Northfield's contribution, but with all of the members. All right. Uh, a couple other things. We had Janelle Teppen on yesterday, your, your counterpart in Dundas. Uh, she was talking about the uh, traffic lights, the signals, uh, and a uh, need to have them uh, the emergency vehicles go through. Is that, was that what was on the uh, uh, agenda last night? Yeah, it was. And yes, we talked. No, we didn't really talk about it. But in the past, you had. In the, yeah. in the past, the council has really talked about it. And if you'll notice, as you're driving through other communities, they have other lights that will flash when emergency personnel need to get through to be able to get to the scene of an accident or, or uh, you know, mm-hmm. any particular emergency situation. Northfield doesn't have that. And uh, this particular project is that collaboration with Dundas. I believe it's it's not just Dundas. It's a local partnership program that allows the different governmental entities to really partner to help fund these updates to our traffic signals to make sure that our police, EMS, our fire can all get through our community in the quickest way fashion or the quickest way possible and so that we can all uh, be safe in the process, community members as well as our emergency personnel. So this this has been uh, talked about for several years, I think, and it's it's really great to see it coming coming through. And when will this uh, come through? When will we start seeing that in reality? Mm-hmm. I, I don't have the actual life. timeline okay. on that. It'll be. I think it's going to be uh, yet this year that that'll be done. Our police. You, you also need activators in the actual vehicles. Our police department's been uh, converting over all of ours, and the fire department's budgeting. I'm going to be integrating that uh, in 2023. Is my understanding for that? So, and again, like the mayor said, uh, it's not just Northfield. We we applied to also include. Uh, uh, Highway 1 intersection down there as well. So, um, And MnDOT was also a participant. So this is an important project, like the mayor said. Let's move on. I want to talk about uh, edible cannabinoids. That's a tough word to say, a cannabinoid. Hopefully I got that right. Uh, that was discussed last night. There was no action taken. But uh, from what I understand, they are you, boy, there's... All ends of the spectrum were kind of had discussed, and people have different views on this. Uh, let's talk about the discussion and what we're going to do going forward. Who wants to start? I'll kick it off, and then I'll okay. let the mayor fill in the blanks on some of the p- policy discussion on it. But the 
since the last meeting, there had been a few things that I gave the update to the council on. Initially, I'd planned to have some ordinance options, but um, there had been some new information that came up as well as other priorities that just delayed it a little bit. But we did go to the Northfield Alliance on Substance Abuse and Prevention that's really out there to assist in educating and pro- in providing awareness of concerns for youth and um, uh, and young adults related to avoiding uh, substance abuse and preventing. And this is certainly one where we wanted their input. So they supported um very strongly to look at regulation around this licensing once they understood kind of how unregulated the product under the current state laws are. Um, So I provided the council some information on kind of their positions on some of that with licensing and, you know, providing that these products would have to be behind a counter. You might limit the number of licenses out in the community so that we don't have them all over. Um, and some of that type of uh, thing, um, they also are often a education component uh, for for these things. And so um, we didn't get details at that meeting, but uh, Malia Fallen, who helps staff it, provided information that the high school is already in, or not just the high school, the school district was developing mm-hmm. educational materials currently. And then the, they do have representatives from Olaf and Carlton on the group. At the time, they didn't have uh, information, but they did share up that the uh, colleges are actually banning, can- banning cannabinoid products on their campus, too. Um, we haven't uh, heard from them yet on their position related to the city's ordinance. And probably, the, in my mind, one of the more substantial policy things that I wasn't aware of the last time I presented to the council um, that we've now seen um, kind of going out there is there are beverage forms. So there's like gummy forms of THC where you can kind of get a high off of it, these products. And that's ultimately the current concern is just around the inebriation of that. But the, um, but you can have like uh, gummies or edibles that you eat, but then there's also drinks that you can have. And at first I was assuming this was all you purchase and it's all off sale that you have to go somewhere else to consume it. But we've seen in the, uh, up in the twin cities, there's been some uh, focus on, some particularly it seems like uh, some of the um, craft breweries are kind of converting over production to some of these products and they're they're allowing the purchase of these products off sale there but then they're allowing it to be poured and consumed along on site at these facilities too and that wasn't something contemplated originally in the presentation or any of the presentations i had received prior um, from our um, education components from the state um, in our city organizations. And so to me, that's a pretty significant change on what we are looking at for licensing because you could actually have it consumed in bars and restaurants unless we were to regulate that. So we're kind of thinking through the complexity of that and how that might impact, you know, should we be licensing that? Because you could then have people consuming alcohol while also consuming some of these THC products. And we've heard from the state alcohol control, they aren't really supposed to be combined together. Um, it's one of the reasons they're prohibiting it from off-sale liquor stores to be sold because it's not something that's supposed to be part of liquor and we can only sell products that either are liquor or are related to alcoholic beverages. So, um, basically I gave the council a verbal update on that. Mm -hmm. They did receive, I wasn't aware of the council, some of the council people had received some new updates on more changes happening in other cities. And um, it sounds like there are more moratoriums happening, which we talked about that, which is basically where you put a pause, do some level of study. Um, the last meeting, we weren't really focused on that option based on some of the attorneys input on the um, that you do have to do some in-depth analysis. Um, you can't just use it as a delay tactic on, on making decisions on it. But there was some interest to find out what other cities were doing along with ordinances on that. So staff's going to be re-looking at that um, in preparation of the September uh, meeting. 
What, yeah. uh, as far as a timeline, do you see some type of action? Nothing was taken last night, and there's mm-hmm. going to be more discussion. Do you see some action uh, being taken uh, in the next couple weeks, your next meeting, or sometime uh, this fall? Yeah, we. I would say we will have multiple options for the council at the first meeting in September, and then they would need to decide as they deliberate on those, would they be ready to act on a first reading, and you can tinker with a second reading on an ordinance, or if they want to do a moratorium. So we'll give them, the policymakers, some options and some discussion, and then they'll have to decide, do they need to continue discussion first before they act on it, or would they act that evening? But we'll be, I would say we'll be diving into it deep in September. All right. We are out of time. Um, anything else you want to, to mention uh, quickly while we have you here, though? All right. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Oh, <laughs> there we have it. <laughs> Thank you so my much brain turned off in. there as I was finishing up my thoughts. On the last Silence. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming in, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Yeah, thanks, thanks Jeff. Jeff. Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Martig. News with a side of sports. Tim, coming up in just a couple of minutes, we have MNN next. At Great Rivers Mutual, you get the coverage you need from the people you know. And we will be there for you when you need us most, because at Great Rivers Mutual, we grow trust locally. With 18 agencies and over 100 agents across 